You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, go ahead and morning, and it's a pleasure to be here. We have an exciting show for you. And you know what, Alan, you know what, our shows are always exciting. I don't know why we always say that. <laughs> well, just in case someone's walking, I wonder, is it going to be a mediocre or a boring show today? Yeah. No, never. It's an exciting show. It actually is, you know, and we go, we should always thank our guests, you know, for taking time out of their uh, weekends uh, and coming on air and telling their stories. Mm-hmm. So today we have Darren Bossons from Triangle Tire, and we're going to talk about interesting things such as shipping and how COVID has affected the rates of bringing product across the uh, the bond. I had a picture of them putting little masks over each tire. You can't imagine. <laughs> Mark Saltzman, well-known uh, automotive expert and electronics expert, uh, is going to be talking about the new 2023 EV Cadillac called a Lyric. Lyric. You almost forgot the lyrics there, Dave. Almost forgot the lyrics. It's spelled with a K. That's where they with a Q. And... Uh, <laughs> It's Cadillac's first venue into EV, uh, electric vehicles, and they're going to do their entire line as EV by 2030. Wow. You won't be able to buy a powered Cadillac uh, anymore. You'll be buying electronic. Mm-hmm. So that's scary because uh, how much electricity is around that uh, we can plug into? So we have to talk about infrastructure and different things. Ellen Campbell from Abuse Hurts. She was with us for a long time. They do help people who have been abused. It's not just women that are being abused. Sometimes it's husbands and that are and men that are being abused and um, all kinds of other problems. So she's out here collecting cars. She needs cars that she can sell to the auto records and collect money. So we're going to be talking to Ellen at length about Abuse Hurts. And her website, by the way, if you want to get involved, is abusehurts.ca. And big reminder that uh, this is our last week for you to win $250 crown gift pack. And we have five of those to give away. Uh, we've had quite a few entries, but we want yours. So go to davescornergarage.com. You can enter there, or you can do it on your phone, or that's the only way you can do it. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but do enter because you have a good chance to win. And it's a great prize. So there you go. Right? If your if your grandfather's old Cadillac is sitting, you know, resting on the side of the house, probably into the pavement at this point, it would be a good idea to uh, get rid of it and perhaps move on to a new one. I don't know. You know, like they brought this car out and it sold out in 19 minutes mm-hmm. across North America. They're not bringing many. Um, the dealership that I deal with, it only got four for the entire year. I was lucky to get one of them. And uh, the reality is it's the beginning of a new phase for, for the car business. Everything's going on to electric. So I don't know. It's going to take 10 years at least for it to, to start switching over. But the reality is that's the future. There you go. We've got a charged up show and we're going to be taking calls and uh, 
talking to our guest right after this break. Dave, you got anything else to say? No, other than I love you, nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be back talking about recycling and how, as far as the car business goes, this isn't something new, you know. We've been doing it for years. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, <laughs> we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, of course, and uh, we're talking about recycling and how, you know, for a lot of people, uh, they think it's something new, but we've been doing it in the industry for years, eh, Dave? Yeah, well, they considered us a hazardous waste producer, and they don't realize what things the shops go through to make sure that we're environmentally clean. Uh, things like uh, our wastewater, we put it through a separator tank and it separates the oil, which we suck out and, and recycle, mm-hmm. and the water goes into the main system. Uh, batteries go back to the supplier. Air conditioning gases are kept. Uh, oil is recycled. It's, it's really changed from when we were first started. We used to take the, the oil, the waste oil, and sell it to the ships for bunkers. You know, like for bunker foil and run the ships on it. Dave, when it's I, all changed. When I went to trade school, there was a guy there, and, and I, you know, I'm not that old, but there was a guy said as an apprentice, it was his job to take the buckets of oil and just go into the back of the building and dump them on the ground. That's what yep. they used to do. Yep, yep. The wrecking yards used to just open the crankcase and let it go. And the other thing right? that, that they used to do is the same so then, obviously, at that point, they realized it wasn't such a good thing. And and the oil was actually a commodity. It was it was useful. So trucks used to pick up our waste oil, and the mm-hmm. same truck would have a spraying apparatus on the front of it. And then he would take it out to the country, and on the dirt concession roads, they used to spray the oil to keep yep, the dust and dirt the dust down. down. Yeah. That's right. You know, there was once, people don't realize, but I'd say about 40 years ago, the Detroit River caught fire. It was so polluted Mm -hmm. that the river actually caught on fire and it it sort of jerked everybody into getting, you know, getting cleaner, getting this stuff back. And people also also don't realize that cars are 95 to to almost 100 percent recyclable. Everything in that vehicle is recyclable except the foam that they put into the seats. Okay. That's about it. Well, so the steel in the body, the plastic and the mm-hmm. they've been using, they can recycle all that. In fact, a lot of the, the things that we find in the car now are already recycled plastics to begin with. Yep. That's exactly right. Re-plastic cycle. Uh, sorry. Replastic. <laughs> can't say recycled plastic. <laughs> and... Uh, Sometimes uh, cars have recycled wood. They'll take old wood and and, re- and cut it up and put it back into the dash. The other thing was um, most people that have commercial properties have done this already, but the city has a program called a backflow valve. Uh-huh. In other words, the water in your, in your facility cannot go back into the water supply system. There's a valve in there. Yeah. Uh, all the landlords have to install it, and it has to be inspected every year. And the reality is most commercial businesses, but they started with the garages. We had it done first. Well, you know, again, and looking back, I mean, as far as remanufacturing goes, you know, certainly I would think perhaps from the 40s, you know, people took starters and and generators and water pumps and realized there was an industry there where, you know, the casting or the housing of these parts, Mm -hmm. there was nothing wrong with. And why not save it? Rebuild the inside. Save yourself some money make money at the same time, and, and keep it out of the scrap heap. So we've been doing it for years. Now, you know, with the new electronics and the new batteries in these vehicles, 
there's a, there's a business there to rebuild uh, batteries for Tesla, for instance, or to rebuild these electric motors. They don't last forever. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to come back. People are going to start to rebuild all this stuff and, uh, you know, go through that. And somebody just wrote in and says, do oil changes, do you recycle old oil? Do we? Uh, and the answer is, yeah. Well, we don't recycle it ourselves, but we save that oil, and it gets pumped out, as we were talking earlier. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it goes to what they call re-refiners, where they take that oil, and they refine it once again. Of course, they take out all the bad stuff that's in it. They add the packages of the good stuff and add it back in. And you can buy that oil. I remember even entire years ago, I think they sold it on the shelf. You could buy it. They were they were not shy to say that it was recycled oil and it was quite inexpensive. And yeah, again, new gold, and new gold, I think. I, I maybe I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But if you had a car that was burning it, in fact, my pal's Kia. We were talking last night, and he said he's using a liter of oil now every second fill up with gasoline. Mm. So, you know, it would you know if you're looking to save some money there and you don't want to put a new motor in your car, get the recycled stuff. Just make sure it's the right weight and it has the. Uh, uh, you know, the right package, and then you can use it. So there you go. Save some money. You know, a conversation with um, Freeman Young from uh, Crown, uh-huh. and he, he says to me, how green is it to save your car rather than having to build a new car? You know, the difference in, in the effect on the economy, different the effect on the environment, it's better off to save your car and get more use out of it than spend the money to buy a new one. Well, we've and, always and done that. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've always driven cars that were 5, 10, 15 years old at least, you know. And if you took care of it, it would keep running. I mean, uh, why why get into debt, you know, um, and, and uh, you know, pay financing and all the rest when all you have to do is a couple oil changes and check the tire pressures and you can keep going forever. Planned obsolescence. And of course, that's and then, what it is. Right. And if uh, and again, if you do your rust protection and take care of the body, the thing is going to last for a long time. So, you think- remember, just quickly before we go, in 1929, just before the uh, crash, collapse of the economy, yeah, we crash, they had problems selling cars. Everybody who wanted one had one. Mm-hmm. So they brought up planned obsolescence. GM started it, Mr. Durant. And we got to go for <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of planned obsolescence, we've run out of time here. Yeah. We do have to take a break. And after the break, we're going to be talking to Ellen Campbell from Abuse Hurts. Stick around. We'll be right back. Well, today's topic seems to be recycling and, uh, you know, giving back to the environment, trying to save the environment. And, of course, uh, you know, if you've got an old car sitting behind the house that you haven't driven in years and it's time to scrap it, you can put it to good use. We've got Ellen Campbell on the phone from Abuse Hertz. Ellen, how are you today? I'm good. How are you this morning? We're very good. So can good. You, I'm going to pass it on to Dave. Dave, take it away. Yeah, we had a quick conversation this morning. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning again, Dave. Okay. Now, I didn't realize that uh, men were abused, and I'd like to talk about that because I might be. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. When you think about it, Dave, all the, um, the schools, the churches, they were all boys. And uh, what happens to those men when they grow up? They still have all the scars, all the trauma. But the other thing I was mentioning to you was domestic abuse of men. And that sounds funny. You think, how can a man be abused by a wife? But if, and I used you as an example, if your wife was kicking you, spitting, hitting you, or worse, you can't hit her back. If you call the police, she can say, you 
you know, you started or you hit mm-hmm. her first. Mm-hmm. So you're stuck. You can't leave because the kids and the dog will get the abuse. So they're very stuck. So there's a new center that opened up in Toronto called Canadian Center for Men and Center for Men and Families that uh, provides. A, they actually have a shelter, the first shelter for men, and it's full with a waiting list. Fascinating. How many? Uh, like how many people would be in this in this shelter? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we provided a lot of furniture and bedding and housework because, as you know, that's what we do. But um, I think it. I think it's pretty small. I don't think it's mm-hmm. very big. It's a house. It's a house. But, so one um, of the ways you raise money is is by getting uh, donations of vehicles, and you deal with a certain uh, auto wreckers. You've got you got most of Ontario covered, uh, yeah. and and people will give you these cars, and you sell them to. Uh, you've got three auto wreckers. You've got the. We have two now. We have Dom's and we yeah. have um, 404. 404. Yeah, 404. Yeah, yeah. And, so and auto recycling? Uh, no. Uh, all they, Ontario recycling? Uh, no, no. They've okay. um, they're they're doing something else. So we have the two, okay. but we've covered most of Ontario for sure. Perfect. So if I want to give you my car, how do we go about it? Just phone one eight five five. Two three four five six seven seven, or go to the website, or go to our website. Even better, which is ca. Interesting. Now you started out with uh, sheltering women. Yes. Well, we provide support. Last year with COVID, even we supported over eight thousand women and children with wow. about twenty five thousand items. Um, so we provide everything from housewares to clothing to toiletries and now we have a second warehouse with furniture so we can provide for men or women everything they need if they're starting over again or it could just be clothing and housewares it doesn't have to be a whole furniture you know as well so uh we work with a lot of the shelters but we work with you know salvation army in from the cold it's not just women's shelters it's anybody in need really now, if I wanted to donate furniture, how does that work? Uh, you would just call um, 905, oh gosh, 727-4357. That's our main number. Or again, you can just go online. And mm-hmm. we always like to see the furniture. Like, we'll ask you to send a picture. And if it's something we can use, um, we'll either pick it up or you'll drop it off. It depends. And... Um, and and we also have a little store, so we have a lot of items that aren't suitable for women in shelters, like bigger dining room sets. And then we have a little store, clothing and housewares and everything as well. So that also helps uh, provide the money we need, because we're not a government agency. We don't take mm-hmm. any ongoing government funding. So the store is located where? It's in um, Newmarket on 120... 120- Harry Walker Parkway North, and we're open Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to 4, and Saturdays from 10 to 4. Amazing bargains. Amazing bargains. I'm telling you, I buy so much stuff from the store, I can't walk through there without buying something. (laughs) (laughs) And we got to run because the music's coming, but um, just just as a quick question, do you get more because of COVID? Did that sort of spike the uh, program? Yes. Yeah, it's definitely made things a lot more difficult. Women are stuck at home with their abusers, so 
abuse yeah. for sure. For uh, sure. All right, Alan, thanks for joining us. Oh, and keep up the good work. AbuseHurts.ca if you want to donate your old car. This is thanks. Dave's Corner Garage. Thanks, Alan. We'll be back with Darren Bossons from Triangle Tire right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. I'm a working mechanic, but I'm going to hand it over to Dave, our retired mechanic. Dave? I just tired. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't have to be retired, just plain tired. Speaking Uh, of tires. Speaking of tires. (laughs) We blew that one. Uh, Darren Boston is with us from Triangle Tire. Darren, good morning. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm great. How about you guys? You know my policy, any day you wake up is a good day. <laughs> totally. I didn't know you were retired. Oh, yeah. Listen, we, I gave my, you don't know the story, but one day I had a fight with a customer over an air filter. And I, and I said to my, I told my wife, and I says, I've never, ever fought with a customer before. And I, I think I've had it. So she told me to come home. And I did. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was it, yeah. And I gave the shop to the mechanics. They were there for like 20 years, and I said, you know what, guys? It's all yours. Take it over. So instead of being the effing boss, I became the effing landlord. <laughs> oh, yeah, which is worse. <laughs> Same problems, but not there. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we were talking this morning about the problems that you're having with shipping. Yeah, well, uh, we're not just us. Uh, the whole world's having problem with uh, container shipping right now. It's uh Everything's bunged up. There's uh, not a lot of space available on boats. Uh, containers are hard to come by, all based on supply and demand. It's interesting because I used to buy containers for the for the shop in the back for storage, and they were like twenty one hundred bucks, twenty two hundred dollars. Now they're four thousand and change. Like they've doubled in price. Yeah, well, we've actually we, we actually bought some a few weeks ago, and they were ten thousand dollars. That's for so you got em- just for an empty metal box. Empty used metal box, yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, very hard to come by, but yeah, there's, um, you know, there's. I think there's 70 ships off LA's coast right now that are all anchored, uh, waiting to get offloaded. And uh, that, I don't know. That's the largest backlog they've ever had. Uh, all the ports are the same. The ports are charging congestion fees. Um, there's, there's issues getting the stuff off onto the rail and onto trucks as well. There's issues there. So it's just the whole supply chain is uh, completely bunged up right now. All right. So all this scary chit chat is going to tell us that it, uh, winter tires may be in shortage. That's true. That's why we thought we'd talk about it a little early this year. Um, if anybody is thinking of getting winter tires this year and need to replace their, uh, their previous ones, now is the time, uh, sooner than later. Uh, prices have inflated uh, dramatically over the last year. Uh, be prepared for that as well. But um, uh, like I said, there are going to be shortages this, this year. Dave? So do, are you saying that the, the prices are going to go up or are you going to say they're just not available? Uh, both. Uh, prices have already gone up. And um, if, you, if you bought tires, say, a year or two ago, now you're going to be uh, a little, you know, a little bit of sticker shock because uh, prices have gone up, you know, 20, 25% over the last year or so. Interesting. Now you have to order like six months in advance, right? Yeah, we're, uh, we're typically, uh, you know, three months uh, lead in time, but right now it's about 
five to six months. And then there's constant issues with, like I said, finding rail, finding, we, we've done a few things early on to mitigate this. So we are going to have tires. We you know, from what I'm being told from uh, our logistics teams, well, we should have about 95% of our orders for winters um, in the building by the time we need them. Um, but it, yeah, it's going to, not everybody's going to be in that same boat. So the question I had is, so you're buying tires six months in advance. How do you know how much they are, or do they just price them at the time of delivery and you have to accept it? Um, we have different deals with different factories. Most of them will honor the pricing at which you place the order under. Mm-hmm. Um, some do, some don't. But right now, the 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 big proponent or the big uh, issue for us as far as uh, overseas um, production is the the transportation, the, the boating and the, like the, the container prices have like quadrupled in the last two years. So that's interesting price raise for, for our product is, is that not so much raw materials or, or, or factory increases. It's, it's basically, you know, one third uh, production and the, the other two thirds is transportation. Fascinating. So yeah. then magic number here is seven degrees. Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as it gets to say, it's been kind of cold lately, so it's, it's probably yeah. not a bad idea to start talking about it. But yeah, as soon as it starts getting in the seven degree range, uh, it's, that's when you want to switch over to your winters. Yeah, but you want to be thinking about it when it's still 17 degrees, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Don't wait till it's seven because it'll be too late at that point. <laughs> It could be, like I said, there's going to be there's potential issues with uh, supply. So, like I said, it's they're telling people to buy ahead. They're they're even saying that for other products, not just tires. Like in the U.S. right now, they're 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 saying buy now for Christmas because there may be some empty shelves, and that's just based on the bung at the uh, ports. Well, I've ordered I've ordered tires and have them sitting at my distributor. He said I'm happy to sit on them for now. You know, I don't have to ship them right away. This way, we don't have to pay for them. But uh, for Perfect. people that aren't familiar with Triangle, you're not new on the block, right? You've been around for years. Yeah, many years they've uh, they've been around. Uh, we sold the product for many years, and then we kind of went away from it. We kind of went in a little. They they as well as us went in a different direction, and then we came back uh, together a few years ago, and uh, we've been selling it now. It's uh, it's completely modernized factories and it's great product yeah i've seen i've seen the i watched a couple videos where they have machines where raw rubber goes in at one end and and they're just the one guy taking the tires off at the other side so it's all automated you don't have to worry about machines getting covid or anything like that no no even the material handling is all done by robots there's there's very few people in the factory i think most of the the largest department probably in the factory is like kind of inspection Mm -hmm. you know Quality control. Exactly. Having real eyes on it. Dave? Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, this is one of the few products out there that has a tire warranty. Yes. Yeah. Three-point warranty. So, um, you know, we've got uh, a 30-day trial on on the product. We've got road hazards. So if you, uh, you know, get a nail in or destroy a tire, you know, rip the sidewall out in the first 25% of wear, um, we'll replace it for free. Uh, And then, uh, obviously, workmanship and... uh, you know, the standard warranty as well. So. Is there any, any new technology in tires that we should be aware of? You know, like there used to be bias ply tires, then there's radial tires, then there's steel belted tires. And is there a new technology that's coming out? Well, the newest one on the on the docket right now, essentially, other than getting getting into some manufacturing uh, technology that have been uh, brought forward, is 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 the airless tire 
So yeah. non-pneumatic, if you will. Well, I was um, thinking of that, that because that's how it all started. They were all solid rubber at the beginning. So yeah. are we sort of heading back in that direction? Uh, not so much solid. It's it's kind of like rubber veins within the tire where the air would be to kind of hold the tire up. So, mm-hmm. it does, you know, you, you do need some give. You can't have the suspension doing everything, as you know. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, you don't have to worry about flats, obviously. Um, it's, it's definitely made its way uh, a little heavier into like skid steer or the construction industrial type of uh, application because, as you know, they destroy tires. They're over top of all kinds of different uh, terrains, etc. So to have an airless tire that actually has uh, give to it where, you know, the driver isn't complaining of, you know, kidney damage from, from an eight-hour shift <laughs> in one of these things with solid tires. So it's uh, it'll eventually make its way uh, through the through the system for sure. So it, it, what in ten years we could buy these or five years? Uh, well, no, you're starting to you're starting to see them now more and more. Like not necessarily on mainstream or, um, but I'm I'm seeing you know other manufacturers. A few have gotten into it now, so you're starting to see. Uh, I would presume, uh, depending on how things go with electrification of cars. Um, I would say, yeah, probably in the next five to six years, maybe you'll start to see it more and more. You might start to see it on some maybe higher-end cars. Interesting. So when you're talking about EVs, there's actually a special tire for an EV, uh, low resistance. Correct. Yeah, low resistance, quiet. You need a a much quieter tire. As you know, without engine noise, you're going to hear other stuff now. Um, Mm -hmm. tires, Tires being the only thing that touches the ground. Uh, is a big part of that that noise. So definitely low decibel tires, low rolling resistance, like you said. So the the extends the battery life. Um, they were originally going with the very thin, tall tires, if you recall. We spoke about that a few times. Now they're yes. going, they're going basically with more standardized kind of sizing. So is there a major price difference between an EV tire and a and a run of the mill tire? Uh, yeah, they're probably. Off the top of my head, I'd say probably twenty to twenty-five percent more, mm-hmm. um, and that would be basically, you know, somewhat supply and demand. And, and there is some new technologies in it. Um, so, as you know, when you're kind of at the forefront of technology, you pay a little more for things. But they'll come. They'll come down in line. As like I said, more more electrification. will be definitely the price as, will come in line as they're more popular. Uh... So they're talking about EVs like right now, they're not paying road tax because they're charging at home that they want to charge um, monies like so much a year, like a, like a license plate increase to cover the road taxes. So it's, it's going to be an interesting adjustment between the, the technology, even the tire technology and, and, and the tax portions of, of using the roads. So there's a lot of charges on EVs. It's not going to be a walk in the park like they sort of say they, it is. No, no, and and like you said, the transition will be the the kind of the hard part, trying to figure out what we're doing and what what's right, what's wrong. Um, even to the point, like how you know how much you know we have to charge all these. Uh, you know, we're all mm-hmm. producing electricity. There's there's a carbon footprint there. You know, what's the total carbon footprint of the you know batteries when they expire? Where where are they going? Um, Fascinating stuff. Yeah, man. it's it will it'll be a live and learn thing as usual. All right, and if you want to learn more, go to triangletire.ca. Some great video. There's some great information about the tire. You can save lots of money. And if you want to save money and buy tires, 
Do it now, especially if you're planning on getting something for the wintertime. Don't wait. Darren, thanks for yep. joining us. Thanks, gentlemen. You have a good day. All right. You Thank know, you, Darren. Speaking of electric tires, not electric tires, electric cars, <laughs> Mark Salzman's going to be with us. He's known as the game guy, Mr. Electronic Guru, and he'll be talking about the 2023 Cadillac electric SUV right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. My name is Alan Gelman, and then we've got Dave Redinger with us, and we're going to get to Mark Saltzman in just a minute. But, you know, like electric vehicles for the last number of years have been small cars, battery-powered, well, because like, the batteries didn't last very long. But now there's a whole new segment where people are saying, I don't want a little car. I want a bigger, luxurious SUV. Mark Saltzman, how are you? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. I'm great. How are you? Good. We're great. So Cadillac's good. come out with a new car. It's not your old land barge, eh? <laughs> it's not your grandfather's caddy. There, there you go. Uh, yeah. So it's not till next year, probably mm-hmm. in Canada, not till the summer, early fall. It's the Cadillac Lyric, L-Y-R-I-Q, mm-hmm. which I had a chance to see. Uh, but yeah, they sold out of their reservations in just over 10 minutes last weekend, uh, a week ago today. So yeah, look, I mean, I think the timing is right for EV. I think GM's uh CEO Mary Barra made a, a firm commitment, even on stage at the Consumer Electronics Show, to electrify uh, much of their vehicles uh, within the decade. So this is the first Cadillac EV, and it is a—it's a, not a big SUV. It's like a small crossover, if you will, mm-hmm. but it is a caddy, and it's pretty sleek inside and out. And uh, you know, you hinted at the small battery off the top there, so it is getting better. This is powered by what they call their. Altium battery, which can get you uh, about, they say, 480 kilometers max on a full charge. But what I think is is really cool is that it supports DC or level three fast charging stations. So you're going to be able to get about 120 kilometers of charge in just 10 minutes. So you don't have to sit around and wait much longer anymore like you used to with the older uh, EVs. And then about 313 kilometers in, in 30 minutes of charging. So pretty impressive. Well, exactly. I mean, people plan their trip out. For example, I mean, let's say you're driving from Toronto to Montreal. Uh, yeah. You don't have to worry about running out. But at the same time, when you're three quarters of the way there, you don't have to get a full charge. You could just get the 15 or 20 top minute up. quickie. Yeah. Exactly. The top mm-hmm. up and, uh, you know, go for pee, have, grab a coffee and, and away you go. Then the next thing you yeah. know, you're, you've, you've reached your destination. Have you driven electronic ones, electric cars before? So, yeah, I've test-driven lots of different vehicles, uh, including all the, the Teslas and all that, but I haven't owned one yet. I think this this one might push me over the edge, the Lyric. Um, and I am a Cadillac owner now, actually. Really? Uh, and I love the – yeah, yeah, I have the CT6, which I don't – I think they discontinued that model. It's a sedan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a – as a techie, as a geek, there's a lot under the hood there, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of tech in the in the dashboard. I've got the the Bose Panerai system, three – 30-something speakers, massage chairs, super cruise where it will uh, – semi-autonomous driving, you know, on the on supported highways. Uh-huh. And and this and this new vehicle, of course, has all that. So super cruise is kind of like if you – it's like Tesla's autopilot, but you don't have to put your hands on the wheel. Um, you It'll stay in your lane. It'll gas and, and decelerate uh, based on what's going on uh, around you, and it'll keep you in your lane. So if you're cruising down the 407 or 401, whatever, it'll – It'll, it'll, it'll curve along with the road. And if you do want to change lanes, you just have to, um, signal that you want to change lanes and then the vehicle will detect when it's safe to do so. 
and change lanes for you. So yeah, I don't know if you've ever tried the Super Cruise. It's pretty wild. I've got a video on YouTube uh, of that. So Question mark. One of the problems they were having, of course, because most of this testing was done in California or down in the south, um, a lot of the problems were happening when these vehicles were operated on snow-covered roads. Have they figured that one out? Yeah, so it does need to, it, it, and it doesn't work on all roads, so it has to be one of the approved highways, and it knows where it is based on all the different sensors and, and GPS and all that. So it is it is relatively safer, would not come out in Canada. And, you know, GM is the kind of company that does err on the side of caution. Even with the issues they had with their Bolt EV, which is a different battery technology altogether, they did a recall, as you may have heard, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there was only a small handful of, like a very, very, very small percentage of uh, issues with those batteries. And and thankfully, no fatalities or anything like that. Where you look at other EV makers, they've had fatalities and they haven't done a recall. So GM's kind of company that I think would not take a chance. So it, it's it's worked in Canada for me. I, I didn't test it. Uh, whenever I've tested EVs or, or sorry, the Super Cruise, it was not in the winter. But it does work. Yeah, it does work on wintry roads. Um, you know, by the way, if you – I said you don't have to have your hands on the wheel like you do with other um, – semi-autonomous technologies, but there is a camera on you. And if it detects that you're not looking at the road, like if you're starting to play with your phone or you open up a book, <laughs> it will alert you that you can't be doing that and it'll, it'll kick you off the uh, super cruise. If well, you, uh, it, it gives you some time, but well, you know. Well, you know what? We've got Dave uh, sitting by quickly and he's probably thinking, Super Cruise. I think I'll have the soup. Um, <laughs> but that I'm done. But I'm bummed. But but you can't Waiter, drink your soup. My soup. What's he doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Dad Joke Central. Um, I know, right? No. <laughs> so Dave, the, the, so you can't eat and have the Super Cruise on. No, because it was watching you. But two out of three of the EVs being sold right now are Teslas. Yeah. And they are, you know, I mean, way ahead of everybody else in the game. They are. So for GM to commit doing all electric Cadillacs is a major move. Yeah. Look, so they I, must see the market. They definitely do. I think all automakers do. And there's been some pretty bold um, commitments to EVs uh, from all the makers, whether they be uh, American, European, or Asian. There's, they're, they're, Everybody's doing it. And I think it's just a matter of time. It makes sense. The range is there. There's no more range anxiety. And Tesla, uh, they make amazing vehicles. Uh, and I think they've forced these more traditional 100-year-old car makers to up their game so it's a win for the consumer right um and you don't they're they're not all the same like a nissan leaf is going to be like half the cost yes. of, of the lyric which is i think it's uh 68 i'm not mistaken 68 68k to start no i bought one and it's 80 no the lyric not the yeah. test the lyric you lyric oh if you, lyric. yeah if you if you with uh, if you have i don't know you've got some extra stuff in there um, what happens was it includes no, freight, but yeah, yeah. freight PDI it yeah, knocks yeah. it over, but the, uh, the dealer only had that, four, uh, yeah. and I got number four. Yeah. So look, it's comparable to a uh, higher end Tesla or even less. Cause that's like 120, uh, yeah, for, so for the, but, but you can get a Nissan Leaf for like 35, 40, right? So it's not going to have the range, uh, or any of the other, you know, it's a Cadillac. So it's also a very luxurious drive. I would expect. Um, when I saw it, by the way, last week, I saw it at the Cadillac Live showroom, which you probably know is a virtual mm -hmm. showroom. It's funny because it came out before COVID, but it makes sense now that you would be able to see, like, through your phone or your computer, you can have someone walk around the vehicle and you could say, like, hey, can you look, show me what the legroom is like or can you pop the trunk? I want to see what it looks like in there. Uh, but um, it's in Toronto for all of North America. 
and uh, I, I got a chance to see the the lyric, but it was I didn't test drive it. But if if my Cadillac uh, is any indication, it's a smooth, you know, it's going to be a nice luxurious ride that you may not go with other EVs. It has a 33 inch diagonal LED, so it's like one like sheet of glass behind the mm-hmm. steering wheel. Pretty sweet. That's great that you bought one. Nice. Yeah, we bought one. I usually buy whatever comes up brand new, and then I put it back out on the market. But the reality is, um, I was lucky to get it. I mean, he's yeah, saying, telling you me. can't order them until next summer now, apparently. That's right. Yeah. All right, guys, we got That's a boogie exactly market. Right. People want to find out more stuff about you and your videos. Where do they find them? Sure. So it's Mark Saltzman, Mark with a C. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. So just uh, search for my name. And Worldwide. I have an article today in USA Today about <laughs> EVs, but to look for when you're shopping for your first EV. All righty. <laughs> so there you go. And if you see a Cadillac going down Dufferin Street, it wave. It could be Mark behind the wheel. <laughs> it yeah, just definitely. might. All right. This <laughs> is Dave's Thanks, Corner guys. Garage. <laughs> we'll be back to wrap this up right after this break. This is, again, Dave's Corner Garage. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. we got to wrap it up. But uh, quickly, uh, we've got a great contest. It's just about over. It's, uh, you can find all the information on davescornergarage.com, which is our website, and it's for Crown. You get a free application. You get some product. It's worth about $250. So there's five of those prizes available. And uh, get your in today. Dave? Okay, we got uh, a recall to talk about and a couple of emails if you want to do that. Okay. So the, the recall is from Hyundai. And it's recalling 130,000 vehicles because the motors blow up. The connecting rod bearings in those engines may wear prematurely, which over time can result in engine damage and eventually stall the vehicle during operation. They've had 45 fires already. Mm -hmm. So if you have a Tucson Sonata, I would be suggesting you stop in your local dealership and make sure you're not part of this recall. Yeah, I've, had a, I've sent a few people in. So if you've got a car that's, you know, you start it up in the morning and it sounds like the chain's falling off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Give them a call. Or if you've got a situation where it's leaking on the ground or you just find that the engine's all of a sudden consuming tons of oil, give uh, Hyundai a call and uh, they're going to yeah. help you out, hopefully. There you go. Somebody's calling my wife. Uh, the other question was, I recently read in, in our internet that adding acetone to an engine's gasoline tank will give me better mileage. Has you ever heard of this? I have heard of it, but uh, and the research that I did was that it really doesn't do a whole lot. You know, I mean, whenever fuel prices go up, there's there's always a million different inventions and different suggestions. People trying to sell magic that's going to give you better gas mileage, so it'll save you money. But ninety nine percent of the time, these things don't work. Uh, the only mm. the only person that makes money is the guy selling them. I mean, I've I've done it myself where I had someone I knew came in and he gave me a can of this magic stuff and he said, add it to your yeah. gas tank. And and I, I did it. I said, you know what? I, I hope it works. So I, I purposely marked down the mileage of my car and then I ran at least three or four fill-ups with this additive in there. And in fact, if anything, Dave, my mileage went down. Right down. Yeah. And the other thing, you're adding a chemical to 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 a product that's not used to having this chemical. Like they got plastic gas tanks, they got plastic valves. Uh, some of the lines are 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 made of material that will react with acetone. So my answer to this is stay away. Yeah. Do your nails and uh, throw the rest out. Well, listen. You know, manufacturers are constantly bothered by the government to improve their fuel economy. You know, yeah. to to have a good cafe rating, which is the combined average fuel economy. So you have. Hundreds of engineers, okay, trying to figure out how to get the best mileage for cars. Um, so, I, I, again, somebody 
mixing this up in their backyard uh, and, and bottling it. Definitely and sell to you. It's not going to work. No. Another question that came in was your car is on cruise control and you come up as a slower vehicle. And it, what happens with the modern radar control, cruise controls, they step on the brakes, actually. And his question is, do the brake lights come on? Um, I would think they have to. Um, otherwise, yeah. you'd have a big accident behind you. But uh, I've got one of those cars, and it's great. The, the, the problem I see is that, you know, if you have one of those, and then you get into an old-style car, expecting yeah. that it's going to slow down, and it doesn't because it's just a passive or sleepy kind of unit. So it, it's important to know what your car has. Don't just make assumptions. And in reality, I would think the brake lights should come on, but I can't follow myself, so I won't know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You'll have to do a experiment with your wife. <laughs> there you go. As as she's hang out the back window. <laughs> well, she has to get off the phone. Right now, she's busy talking to her girlfriend, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, been a great show. We should thank everybody. Abusehurts.ca. If you've got an old car you want to get rid of, and it's going to a great, uh, a great person there. Um, and TriangleTire.ca, of course. Dave? And Mark Saltzman, uh, he's on YouTube, and he's got some great articles going. Nice to have these people on the show. And nice for them to actually take time out and join us this Saturday morning. Exactly. And before we run out of lyrics, ha, 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 we got to thank yeah. Carlos behind the board, doing a great job as usual. Ladies and Carlos gentlemen. Carlos for president. There you I go. I always say Carlos for president. <laughs> Drive safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.